Welcome, welcome, welcome back to yet another episode of Days and Infuse. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, and tonight we're very pleased to have Scott Schmidt, Executive Director of the West Hollywood Cannabis Travel and Tourism Association. Well, it's my pleasure. I really um, am a big fan of West Hollywood, having just finished living there uh, part-time for the last three years, and super stoked to see that it's coming back to normalcy after the COVID nightmare. Um, Scott, I'm going to start off my show here with you with the same question I ask all my guests. What's your historical relationship to cannabis? You know, I'm relatively new in the cannabis world. I have been part of West Hollywood as a resident uh, since I graduated college, uh, which was a long time ago, and uh, have have lived here uh, for more than two decades, have been involved politically, uh, professionally in the city, and uh, one of the businesses that I worked with I was a winner of uh, an adult use cannabis license when West Hollywood went through their licensing process after 2018 and uh, asked me to help put together a coalition of the winners of their adult use recreation, so the adult use retail license holders, uh, basically to help them deal with the mess of what was to come, which is once you win a license to opening up a business, uh, you face a lot of challenges and you need the support of everyone that you can get in the city to help you through that. And of course, West Hollywood, as many people know, um, you know, we were one of the first medical use cities uh, back in the 1990s and 2000s. Uh, you know, that's where our, our roots are. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, in the licensing process, the city of West Hollywood did not um, select any of the four pre-existing medical dispensary collectives. And so the next two years, we had lobbying and lawsuits and ballot measures to try and sort out uh, what was going to happen with that process. And so I was part of the negotiations then um, to try and come to an agreement to get the, the roots and the suits on the same page. And eventually we did. And, you know, the city was able to cobble together a compromise that the that gave the medical use dis- dispensaries like uh, MedBen and Oz and LAPCG and Zen to remain open, not only with medical, but adult use sales with a number of conditions and uh, make it to, uh, you know, in a way that was uh, acceptable to the people that won the adult use licenses and uh, as a result, everyone decided to come together and work together to try and grow the pie and make West Hollywood uh, really the next cannabis destination on a global scale. So that's how I got involved in cannabis. Well, that's a very comprehensive answer. I appreciate that. Um, so that actually takes me directly to uh, one of my questions for you is um, AAHS, which is um one of the original Oz WeHo, as it's known colloquially, colloquially, if that's how you say it, in uh, WeHo, is one of the original uh, dispensaries. And it was founded by our uh, Dr. Dina, who is very big on Clubhouse and some other platforms and was the model for the show Weeds. And um, it's one of the original caregiving facilities. For those of you who don't know much about AAHS in WeHo, you should do some research because it's a pretty fascinating story. And I didn't know that they had been left out of kind of the picture of the issuing of licenses. Is that is that what I'm hearing from you? Well, uh, during the first round of the application screening, 
Um, so we had 40 licenses in five categories. Yeah. And there were about 400 applicants for, <laughs> for those licenses. And, and uh, you know, the adult use retail and the full consumption lounge with smoking and vaping were by far the most popular with uh, about 90 to 100 uh, applicants in each category. And only the top eight were selected. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of them came very close. So the four medical dispensaries, uh, you know, came two of them came in ninth and tenth, and one of them I think came in thirteenth, and another in fifteenth. Um, but that would have meant, had we not come up with a, the compromise in the summer of 2020, that you know eventually their ability to sell recreational would have run out. They were guaranteed medical regardless by the city, uh, because we wanted to acknowledge the you know their historic role. But you know, it became clear that a medical only dispensary. Given what California charges for the medical use cards, uh, wasn't necessarily a viable business, and so we found a way to let them stay open uh, and with adult use sales. And uh, you know, really, I think it's what kind of sets West Hollywood apart is that you know we're now working together. You know, these people who have been in the industry for a long time. And these new businesses with wonderful, beautiful, creative concepts are coming in and uh, they've decided to you know, stop fighting each other and start working together. And I think it's making everyone better off that way. And speaking of Oz specifically, my board president yeah. is uh, Jason Beck from Oz. So uh, I get to work with him on a daily basis. He is the, and the board of, is the Emerald Village of WeHo, is that correct? Yes. Uh, so our, our official, our legal name is the West Hollywood Tourism Marketing Fund. Um, but uh, we call ourselves Emerald Village West Hollywood. We'd like to think of it, uh, you know, in, you have the Sunset Strip in West Hollywood, which is known for live music. You've got the Rainbow Village, which is known for the LGBTQ plus nightlife. And, uh, you know, in the center city and east side, predominantly, uh, we want you to think of that as the Emerald Village, which is a place to come and uh, enjoy a uh, unique cannabis experiences, get some of the best products, the latest drops and, uh, take them home for your enjoyment as well. That's great. I mean, I did read in one of the articles when I was doing some research on your organization and, um, that you stated that you don't want WeHo to be the next Amsterdam. You want it to be different. Um, and I, I applaud you for that. I also applaud you for wanting to make WeHo a destination, uh, for the global cannabis, um, tourism trade. I think it's a great idea. It adds a little more spice to already a great spicy area. That's a lot of fun to be in. And really, I think it's going to bring a magnifying glass to WeHo in terms of why it is a destination. It's not Hollywood. It's not L.A., it's West Hollywood, which is when I tell people uh, what West Hollywood is, isn't it just Hollywood? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's a completely different city. It's almost a town, you know, that's the, oh, the vibe. Well, we, we, we are an actual different city. We were incorporated in 1984. Uh, we have our own city council, our own mayor, our own city manager, our own government, uh, our own tax rates, which is great in the cannabis world because our tax rate is 25 percent lower than the tax rate in the city of L.A., so even if you can't make it to West Hollywood, if you get delivery from a West Hollywood store, you're paying lower taxes already. Um, but, you know, for, for the longest time, I've called West Hollywood America's funnest city because we really are where Los Angeles comes to play. 
And it's been that way since Prohibition 100 years ago, when Bugsy Siegel opened up Ciro's on the Sunset Strip, which is how he got into that nightlife and gambling business before he went off to Las Vegas and made that a thing. And, uh, you know, West Hollywood, you know, we're our own thing. And when it comes to cannabis, um, you know, the, the comparisons to Amsterdam are easy for, you know, reporters to maybe Double make. Connection. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for a reporter to make that, you know, because we want to be the next global destination. And they have been since the 70s. But um, there's a few different ways where we're really distinct from them. You know, going back to how it all got started in Amsterdam, coffee shops came about as a way primarily to manage uh, the cannabis consumption, to get people off of the streets and the canals Mm -hmm. and into places they wouldn't be a public nuisance. In West Hollywood, we don't think of cannabis as a public nuisance since, you know, the 80s and 90s. We've thought of it as uh, as, as wellness, right, as, as a medical treatment during the AIDS crisis, right. uh, as, you know, wellness treatments. It's something that is a positive, and that's how we approached it. And I think that's why our city has been much more proactive and progressive in embracing cannabis and creating, uh, you know, this system where eventually – you know, we have 40 licenses, uh, 18 businesses won those, those licenses. So some will have a lounge and a dispensary and delivery uh, all in 1.9 square miles. So, you know, we will have in, in, in Amsterdam right now after the pandemic, there's only 80 coffee shops left. So, you know, we will definitely have yeah, a in Amsterdam. great concentration. Yeah, go in ahead. Amsterdam later. has just uh, recently changed the rules. Yeah, Amsterdam has recently changed the rules, too, about consumption by tourists. So it's going to be a little harder in Amsterdam to get legal weed um, because they don't want to be so much of a tourist destination based on cannabis, which is very strange. But to me, oh, yeah, whatever, I, that's their I, thing. I, I, I blame um, the Scott, Brits, next I question I I blame I the Brits for that. So Go, go ahead. <laughs> I blame the Brits for their stag parties coming over for the weekend. And, <laughs> okay. You know, it's a shame. Having their chocolate, as they call it there, you know. Um, Hey, I've got a question about COVID, okay? And the, in my mind, because I've been doing cannabis with my my business, Sense Distribution and Shuggies, my brand, um, all through COVID. And we watched the fiasco that was the Lowell Brothers Cafe um, all go down. And then COVID hit and it just made everything worse. Um, this is going to sound strange, but in a way is, was COVID a blessing in a way to slow things down a little bit so that we get the right people in the right places doing the right thing with, within the lounge scene for cannabis in WeHo? Well, I think, you know, um, Lowell had, you know, Lowell had their a number of issues and it wasn't just their cafe. Right. Um, you know, I think, and, uh, you know, COVID yeah. did give, you know, COVID, COVID gave a pause to the opening of lounges. It's also, honestly, between COVID and supply chain issues, you know, just getting these lounges open is a lot harder now, right? Um, <laughs> because, you know, your furniture is stuck on a boat coming from China, right? Um, and so, you know, it's a number of challenges. But mm-hmm. one thing that COVID did was it actually opened up uh, a lot more people to cannabis that maybe didn't think of it or wouldn't have been consumers before. 
uh, if you look at March 2020, two years ago, uh, when uh, you know we first went into lockdown, the state of California reported uh, that receipts for cannabis were up 30% year over year in one month. And over time, I believe that's up 50%. So, uh, you know, a lot of people replaced alcohol with, with cannabis when they were stuck at home. And, you know, so, it, you know, in, in that way, we did open up to more consumers. I think that, uh, you know, when OG Cafe reopens, they, you know, they'll have uh, new investors and, and management and, you know, hopefully we'll be better operators. And I think that a lot of, um, you know, the, the new businesses that are coming out, uh, you know, we're going to see the artistry opening up their lounge very soon. And uh, will be interesting because that'll be the first one that is one of the edible lounge spaces. So um, at least 50% of their square footage has to be dedicated to a non-smoking cannabis experience. So, you know, they're going to have food and beverage pairings to go along uh, with, you know, your edible or your, your, your infused drinks. Um, in a non-smoking space, which I think will be really interesting for people because, um, you know, and this is also where, you know, we're not Amsterdam, we're entirely different. Um, you know, in Amsterdam, you go, you buy your flower, you smoke it, you have a good time, right? Here, our lounges are really coming up with some creative ideas. We have these edible-only spaces, so where, you know, there's there's no smoking, and some people are using that for creating spa spaces where you can go and get a massage or another spa treatment using an infused oil. Um, you know, others are looking at virtual, virtual reality tied to cannabis. And so I think we're going to see some creative lounge ideas coming out when these businesses get open that uh, really will change people's minds about what is possible. And I think that's, you know, we call West Hollywood the creative city. And this is just another area where I think we're going to be opening up people's minds to, to think about all these great things that, that are possible that they never even dreamed about. Well, that's a very comprehensive answer. I like that one. And, you know, here's another thing about West Hollywood that people are going to be excited about. Um, dating back to 2020, um, when Monica's house, that whole thing was getting off the ground with our friend and frequent guest on this show, Jeff, the 420 chef and his group, um, that has now been taken over by some star power. And so who knows people across the United States, across the world could rub elbows with some Hollywood stars and things like that. Is this something that you consider a, a plus for, um, the lounge scene in West Hollywood? You know, anything that can bring people to experience West Hollywood and, uh, you know, the cannabis experience in the Emerald Village, I think is great. You know, um, we have Lisa Vanderpump and her restaurants in West Hollywood, right? And on a, and, and they're in the heart of the LGBT nightlife district. And these straight couples from Kansas will come out here on a Friday night and stand in line to get into a bar in the heart of West Hollywood when they would not be exposed to anything like it back home. And that's great for West Hollywood, it's great for our businesses, but it's also great to open up these people's minds, right? <laughs> so someone may not go to a cannabis cafe yeah. or consumption lounge, uh, you know, that's just a, you know, a bunch of couches attached to a dispensary, but, um, you know, if they're fans of Woody Harrelson or Bill Maher or Patricia Arquette um, and they wanna go and check out their business, 
you know, they, they might be more open to doing that. And I think that's a good thing. So Scott, let me ask you just a general question here, you know, where so many people across the country are enamored with coming to Hollywood and seeing stars. And it seems right now there's a ton of star backed um, lounges opening up um, Woody Harrelson, Bill Maher, Jay-Z and uh, Patricia Arquette. Um, and my frequent guest here on the show was uh, Jeff DeForce, 20 chef who had a piece of the Monica Monica's house experience that was going to open, but that changed uh, as many things in cannabis do. Do you feel that this is a really good attractant for WeHo too? That people have the possibility to rub elbows with the stars. You know, I, as I I say that anything that'll make people come to West Hollywood, anything that'll make them try a cannabis experience that maybe they wouldn't otherwise, uh, is overall a good thing. You know, and I think about Lisa Vanderpump here, who has uh, her three restaurants right in the heart of the Rainbow uh, Nightlife District, and. On a Friday night, you'll see these straight couples from Kansas uh, will come out and go, go to dinner in the middle of this gay nightlife scene and be exposed to things that they wouldn't otherwise be back home. And if, you know, if Bill Maher or Woody Harrelson can get people to come and try a cannabis experience that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise done or they wouldn't have access back home, uh, you know, I think that's a good thing. I think so, too. I think it's a... And just another thing, and I do want to shout out one of my favorite restaurants, which is across from Pump, Lisa Vanderbilt's place, is Guisado. So shout out to you guys there. Guisados. Great tacos. It's Taco great. Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is a great place to visit. And, and WeHo is a great place to visit. And if you haven't been out here and you're listening to the show and you're not from California, West Hollywood's a cool place. It's very different, very eclectic and fun. Uh, great nightlife and incredible nightlife and, and fun in the daytime, too. So I think what's what's happening there is a resurgence of um, so many businesses. Um, COVID has had positive effects, believe it or not, and it's had negative effects. Uh, in, in the case of the positive, it's letting things happen a little slower. Uh, the gold rush got slowed down, and I think that's great. And I, I think I can tell, Scott, that you're very engaged and you are definitely a denizen, a, a, a proponent of West Hollywood and I think uh, this effort to get the lounges up and running is in good hands with you guys. So my hat's off to you for that. Well, thank you. You know, I've lived here for 20 plus years, so I must like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but no, I do think, you know, as you said, COVID gave us a chance to take a pause. It also gave a chance for our, you know, our legacy medical dispensaries and our new dispensaries and lounges uh, to figure out how they're going to work together and realize that, um, you know, we can fight over small territory or we can try to work together and really make West Hollywood a great new destination. And uh, if we do that, everyone wins. And so I think that we really can be a model in the industry for getting the roots and the suits on the same page to, to work together uh, to, to, for the benefit of, of everyone, really. So um, how many, many lounges will be opening in West Hollywood? I, I heard the number was 11. Is that right? Okay, so it's <laughs> we've we've finally gone through our uh, licensing process mostly. So um, there are eight full consumption lounges, which have you know unlimited smoking vaping rights throughout all of them, and there's eight uh, edible consumption lounges, which the majority of the space have to be uh, edible consumption. So that's a total of sixteen. Um, many of these uh, are also in places that also have dispensaries attached to them. 
Um, and so, you know, while the city order issued 40 licenses total, there's only going to be 18 actual businesses at 20 storefronts in the city. And 16 of those will be consumption lounges. And can you bring your uh, own cannabis to these lounges or is it you buy on site and consume what you buy there? So under the city municipal code, you can, but it's up to each business to decide if they want to allow that. Um, and also, this is another area where we have conflict between state and city law. So the city allows cannabis businesses to remain open until 2 a.m. The state requires that sales of cannabis end at 10 p.m. So there will be a four-hour window in late evenings where consumption lounges can, can stay open. Uh, but you can't buy the product there. So either the consumption lounge will either have to allow you to stay in the lounge and sell you the product uh, during last call, and or uh, the other option would be uh, to allow for you to bring in your own product and maybe pay a corkage fee. Uh, but that's really up to each individual business to decide, but the city would allow it. Right. And those places that do have a dispensary attached to them will have the great 10 o'clock hour, 9.45 for last call for that that rush, which is probably a good thing that people want to hang out and good for business too, I'm sure. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. So um, right now, is there anything, because we're toward the end of the show here, is there anything you want to plug for your, your organization? Well, you know, um, I, obviously I want you to visit emeraldvillageweho.com. And do two things. One, check out all the exciting members that we have. Uh, we've got six dispensaries open, and we have a number that are on their way and opening soon. Uh, Monica's house, as you mentioned, is in the final stages of opening up. So by 420 day, hopefully we'll see them open. Artistry Lounge should be coming up in the next few weeks. When you go on the That's website... When you go up on the website, I want you to sign up for our newsletter so that I can tell you when we have these openings. I can tell you about events that are coming up. Uh, we've got some great ideas in the works for Pride this summer mm -hmm. um, where, uh, you know, we'll be uh, hosting events at our lounges and trying to raise money for charity to support the compassion programs uh, for medical cannabis in West Hollywood. And so, you know, if, you, if you're at all interested, uh, check us out, sign up and we will uh, let you know when we've got news coming out of the Emerald Village, West Hollywood. And what's the website again for people? It's emeraldvillageweho.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at emeraldvillageweho. Okay. Do you hear that mom and pop out there in Kansas? Sign up. Come on out. Have a good time here in West Hollywood, California. And Scott, thanks very much for being a guest here on Days and Infuse. I really appreciate your time and all of your uh, efforts and what you're doing for this, this great cause in West Hollywood. And I can't wait to get out to some of these lounges. Hey, well, feel free to look me up and come have a visit. Thanks a lot. I will, Scott. Thanks again. And this show is brought to you by Shuggies, especially made for lounges. When I invented this product four years ago, it was for lounges. Then COVID hit. So I'm super excited that these lounges are now opening and Shuggies can once again come into the lounge environment where it's so it's so needed and so great to use. That's H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Look for us at Shuggies.com with our new infused concentrate of agave powdered sugar, which is amazing tasting and packs a punch. So if you're looking for a great product in the cannabis sphere, 
for your lounge experience. Look for Shuggies at a retailer near you. And that's it for us tonight here on Days and Infused. Scott Schmidt, great guest tonight, the Executive Director of West Hollywood Cannabis Travel and Tourism Association. Thanks, Scott, and we'll see you soon out in the lounge. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.